In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. What am I doing? I'm ascending. It's Ascension Sunday. Is this how we get there? Do we get there by the ladder? Well, we want to talk about that. So, Ascension Sunday. And I thought about why would you, Father John, like bring a ladder into the sacredness of church? Well, that's what Ascension is kind of all about, bringing the sacred to the ladders of our life and what we're doing in Point Loma. 92110 right now. And that's what the Ascension's about. So we celebrate that. Uh, you know, I, I was just thinking and hoping that maybe I would be whisked away like Elijah in 2 Kings 2.11. You know, he was taken up in a chariot in a flame of smoke as he went to heaven in the Ascension. So who goes to heaven? Do you just end up there and say, yeah, I've just got it made. I'm just going to go as is and it's all going to be good? I always thought it would be pretty stupid for me to be a priest if heaven wasn't a choice. Somebody, we believe, church teaches, and I believe my whole heart, it's not so much that Jesus sends people to heaven and hell, it's that we choose it. And the ability to choose can be lessened if there's certain suffering in our life or mental illness, we get that. Don't want to go down that road, but that's very much a reality in that decision, but we have the choice of where we're going. And that's what the ascension is all about. It's about heaven. And not just us going to heaven, but having come to earth so that earth can go to heaven. That's what the dynamic is. As we celebrate Ascension Sunday in the church worldwide, hundreds of millions of Catholics are celebrating these readings, this feast, this day. And it's so awesome that we can be united in the faith. And maybe we lean in on them and say, hey, all you other brothers and sisters, hundreds of millions of Catholics, pray for me so that I might understand this. But what the ascension is about, the, the dynamic is Jesus, he ascends this day, so next week the Holy Spirit can descend to bring all those who are here to ascend in all of creation in the fullness of life of God in heaven. The ascension is the wedding. It's the wedding of heaven and earth, spirit and matter. We say Jesus is the way. What does that mean? That spirit and matter would act as one there would be no discretion in their activity, that they would be as one. It is making the invisible visible through matter. That's where the sacred hides, in your body, maybe even in this ladder. So that's what we're looking at. That's the excitement of what we're celebrating today. We're going to have baptisms here in a little bit. That's about the invisible love of God coming into our children, becoming visible as we hold them back to God. And we say, your fullest blessings, God, upon them this day and forever. So what is a sacrament? Sacrament, love St. Augustine's confession. The simpler, the better a lot of times. It makes the invisible visible. Sacrament makes the invisible love of God visible. So what is the sacrament of the church? The sacrament of the church is Jesus. We have many sacraments. We have seven sacraments. And then on a bigger scale, so many ways that God comes to us sacramentally. But the sacrament always is Jesus. Because he makes the invisible love of God the Father visible as he comes to earth. And then, what is the sacrament of the church? It is, Jesus is the sacrament of the church. And he is the sacrament of the church through us. That's how he becomes visible. So we make the invisible love of God visible by our response and saying yes to him. 
Now, this relationship with Jesus that we want to talk about today, we can frame it in different ways. Is it a one-time encounter? Oh, I, yeah, I experienced him 18 years ago on July 4th, and it was at 9 a.m. We could say that, and we pray. I mean, I pray that that happens for all of us, that we encounter him. Or we could say this about Jesus. Am I dating him? We're going out, kind of checking each other out to see if this is going to pan out for, for me and this is going to work good for me. Or can we say this? Have I married him? Am I married to Jesus before any and other relationship and before my marriage, if I am called to that. So, I've got an answer for you. Are you married to Jesus? Yeah, you're married to Jesus. You're baptized. That's what that, that's about. And we confirm that in communion with the power of the Holy Spirit and confirmation. So, we marry him. And how do we make it a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week thing? We're going to talk about that, but the answer is, Keep coming back to the basics. Mass, adoration, prayer, confession, renewing our relationship with him. But let's talk about the context of this relationship with Jesus. I have to tell you, very seriously and honestly, I'm losing it. I'm losing it every day. So it was a few weeks ago, I've shared with some of you, it was a few weeks ago I... My brother, Steve, he's number two. I'm number eight. I called him to wish him a happy birthday. We're 10 years difference. He's 10 years and two months older than me. So my birthday's in July, so his was just a few weeks ago. So I called him, and I wished him a happy 68th birthday. He, said, he called me back, left a message, because we never connect with each other, because we're always so busy. He goes, that's great, John, but I'm only six, 67. I said, okay, then how old am I? <laughs> okay, oh, I'm 56. I was thinking I was 57. I'm losing it. I mean, it's just incredible. So within that same time span, within 24 hours, it was a few weeks ago, we welcomed 54 new parishioners to St. Charles Borromeo. It was awesome. I finished Mass, and I'm talking with everybody, and everybody wants to talk with you, but i got to get over there to, to greet the 54 newest brothers and sisters in our community. I'm heading back over to the rectory to change, to get my clerics and get over there, and I'm almost over there in front of the church to greet them, and I'm like, I don't know where my collar is. Where's my collar? So I, I ran back to the rectory, was looking all around my room. Did it fall down? Was it on the bed? Was it underneath the bed? Was it on the desk? Where is it? And then I went like this. I go, there's my collar. <laughs> Probably done that with your glasses before or something like that. My mother always used to do that. I go, wow, I'm losing it. This is incredible. So here you have me in all my imperfection, and pray for me because I'm supposed to be like leading you have all this imperfection and weakness, and you've got that option, and then you've got the perfect love of Jesus Christ for us all the time. And that's what ascension is. Jesus can ascend so they can send the Holy Spirit so next week we can have perpetual Pentecost. Perpetual Pentecost. Outpouring of the infinite love and power and truth and direction and life of Christ. That's what we celebrate. So, we can say that we are waiting and beckoning the gift of the Holy Spirit next week, even though we've received it, but we remember this in our liturgy. And the Holy Spirit gives us the know-how and the firepower to do the know-how. Because we need to, to know how. Because if we don't know how, then it can get awfully bankrupt 
awfully death-blowing really quickly. So we want to know the know-how of the life of heaven, and we want to have the power to be able to live that. Because what it's about, when we come in here, we come here in obedience. Earth comes in obedience to heaven. We come in obedience to heaven to follow the way of life. I was just thinking about a couple quick examples in my life. Growing up, I wanted a big family. I wanted my own family. Not a big spiritual family, necessarily. I wanted a, a big natural family. I wanted a wife. I wanted children. And that's something that I had to listen to heaven to and obey to heaven to. And God said, I'm, I'm not calling you that. I'm calling you to, to be a priest, to have a different kind of family. When I was ordained a priest, I make a vow of obedience to the, the bishop and his successor. I go where he wants me to go. He could call me next week, Bishop, and say, I need you to go here. And you'd say yes, because that's how I believe that you live your vow of obedience to heaven. When I came down here, the bishop asked, will you come to St. Charles Borromeo Catholic Church and Academy? I said yes, being in line, that, that, that oneness. So the invisible speaking to the visible so that the visible can honor the invisible God. That's what it's about. We have a little pause here because Hawaiian Airlines is going over. And I, I believe that heaven's calling me to go to paradise over in Hawaii right now. So I'm done. Peace out. Done. We have that, don't you? You have it in marriage and family. <laughs> There's a lot of listening and a lot of changing, a lot of listening and a lot of changing. What about a job? You take a job, you work for somebody else. They tell you when to work. They tell you how to work. They tell you how much vacation and sick days you have. And so that listening. So we need the, the know-how and the firepower in many ways. Are you, am I, are we in obedience? Are you in obedience to your vocation each and every day? to glorify Christ, to live in his name and with his wisdom? Are we in obedience in how we're disciplining our kids? How do you discipline our kids? <laughs> I've got so many nieces and nephews, and they are all over the board. You need discipline, like, to tailor-made that speaks to them. Some need it right in their face. Some need it very subtly. We need that. What about, am I in obedience to forgiveness? Who do I need to forgive? Am, am I doing that, or am I letting darkness and the wedge come in there all these different ways that heaven is speaking to us what about my relationships and sexuality am i good am i good with my spouse am i, I good in the way that i'm relating with other people am i am i loving them or am i using them what about my time spent am i spending my time for how god's calling me to build up his kingdom and what he, the plan he has for me what about my finances am i giving 10 percent to the church or 20 or five whatever god's calling me to do I consider that? Basically, in the end, what are my priorities? What are my priorities? And how am I responding to the Lord? You know, I think it's just important to become authentic because as one of you told me I was just visiting with the other day, when you're real, you're Jesus. When you're real, you're Jesus. So let this mist wipe off all the makeup of looking good and appearing good 
and let not worry about how our clothes look, but just to become authentic. And ask yourself this question. What are your top three priorities? Write that down. And talk about that with people around you. And see if they agree. Where you put your money and your time, how you present your life, your top three priorities. And if we say we're a Christian, then that should be obvious that we follow Christ above all. It's like, wow, I know you, and I know what you stand for, because I see it left and right all the day long. So again, this is in the context where I don't know my age, and I can't even find my caller. So this is how we come. We do our best, we get back up, and we come before the Lord and ask for his wisdom, his light, and his mercy. So, this ladder. This ladder... is the ladder of success. And as Thomas Merton says, wouldn't it be something if we got to the end of our lives and our ladder was leaning against the wrong wall? Where's your ladder leaning? And I suggest we should lean it into the Word of God. We should lean it into the Eucharist in prayer. We should lean it into going to confession. We should lean it into this community. We should lean it into each other, getting to know Christ and not coming here anonymously, but giving our lives to it. So that we may know what this is all about. What is success? What is success? There is only one success in life. Heaven. That's the success. Where's your ladder leaning? We're leaning our ladder all the day long against something. Where's it leaning? Amen?